This is Steve Hiles welcoming you to episode 30 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about tips on how to set reading goals for your students. But before we start, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Do you want to make a huge difference in the education of our boys and girls? Would you like to supercharge your classroom management skills? Well, if you're a brand new teacher, a student teacher, a teacher returning back to the classroom, or a seasoned teacher for that matter, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, skills, you'll need to crush it on day one and beyond. Enroll now at TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. This will be a transformational experience, I promise you. Okay, let's dive right in. Reading is the most essential activity a student can have, but if you ask a kindergarten student or even a first or second grader how they find reading, you will probably hear the word boring, at least some of the times. It is fair for them to feel this way. Often teachers find it hard to make reading fun for their kids. In fact, it takes more than just an interesting book to get kids excited. Children lose interest easily, and each book that is left unturned keeps a story, a life lesson that can help them socially, academically, and personally. But kids don't understand any of that, and it's up to us to make the reading part fun to help them develop a habit of learning long after school ends. Establishing reading goals at the beginning of the school year can set the tone for the kind of reading work you expect from your students and what they should expect from themselves. Just like we set goals for everything else in our lives, book reading for students is as much important as anything else. In fact, setting a goal for reading in the beginning of the year for every student determines what kind of books they like, what are their interests, what is their level of reading, This way, as a teacher, you'll have a clear understanding of what the individual reading goals should look like. Teachers spend a lot of time teaching students reading behaviors, skills, and strategies, but often forget to teach students how to identify which of those behaviors, skills, or strategies they need to work on by setting goals for them. Having students set reading goals is a very common practice in most schools, Typically, students set three different types of reading goals. For example, students set a reading goal to reach a certain reading level. Example, by the end of the year, I will be reading on level, let's say, Q. Students set reading goals that are based off of mastery of the state exam. An example, by the end of the year, I will score 85% or higher on the end-of-year test. Students set goals that are based on mastery of the standards. Here's an example. By the end of the year, I will have mastered 95% of the reading standards with at least 80% mastery of each standard. Now, sadly, this approach does not work. It's great that students set reading goals, but the examples I just talked about are not the most effective ways of encouraging and motivating students to grow in an academic environment. Let's take a look at some of the reasons why the types of goals we have do not really work for every student. A small group of students from certain demographics may be able to leverage the mainstream rules of making goals for their benefit, 
but not every student, and it may be possible that none of the students from that group are present in your own classroom. Annual goals take a long time to achieve, okay? It can be really challenging to keep students engaged and invested in working on one goal for an entire school year. Now, if kids have to wait 10 months to see if they have met a goal, they are going to lose interest and not be as excited about working towards that goal. Goals that focus um, on reading levels are really abstract for students, even if the goal is to get to a specific reading level. Our students don't really have a clear and solid understanding of the characteristics and attributes of each reading level. I mean, really, let's be honest. Teachers have a hard enough time telling the difference between a level Q and a level R. If we don't really know the difference between all the levels, why do we think our students will understand what it means to try and get to a level R? None of the goals I just talked about are fun. Even if we try to make them fun and exciting, they are all based on some standardized reading process, which just takes the joy and excitement out of reading. Working towards a goal should be fun and exciting. As a teacher, you don't want them to make goals based on the outcome you understand. You want them to be inspired by the, by the goals they make. They should be able to understand the process of progress. Inspiring students to read is the best way for them to explore the world of reading. And before we get into the details of how you can motivate a 10-year-old to read, while they have a hundred other things going on in their head every day that are more important to them than perhaps school. The most important thing I've learned as a teacher who preaches the importance of book reading for students is that we should not tell them uh, the books they read will be graded because that way it becomes just another assessment. Though I'm the teacher, I may tend to pick the area, like if one of my students likes science, let's say, I will guide them to picking out uh, the first book that they will find interesting, hopefully. If the book is above their level, they will read a page or two and will realize it's not for them. And if it's below their level, they will have the feeling that they know it already and will move to the next book. As a teacher, I want to be available when they are choosing books. And the idea here is to inspire them first and let them be inspired by what they find in the world of books. It boosts their confidence. They find the freedom of doing what they love instead of everything being handpicked by the teacher or the school system. Uh, when you're helping your students set reading goals, let's talk about what we should consider. But before we move on, here's another word from our sponsor. How would you like to have access to over $1,000 worth of educational resources for just the price of a small pack of chewing gum a day? Wouldn't that be awesome? Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles for just pennies a day. And you know what the best part is? We offer a seven-day free trial. So what do you have to lose? Check it out. Take a look around. Go to MyTeacherMembership.com. That's MyTeacherMembership.com. Com. I will be adding more products, more value each and every month. You're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. Okay, now let's talk about how reading goal setting should be done. I'm going to be sharing with you six um, 
tips, okay? Uh, number one, goals should be measurable, and that's very key here. You want your students to set very clear and specific reading goals. You want to make sure that their goal is something that can uh, be measured and that they will know for sure when they have achieved that goal. A lot of times I see my students set goals like, um, I want to become a better reader. Now, while this is a great concept for a goal, it's not a goal that can, you know, be clearly measured and have a specific endpoint. Your students won't really know when they have achieved this goal. But if they say, I want to read 100 books this year, that is very clear and specific. And they will know exactly when they have met that goal. Number two, goals should be short term. Now, why do I say that? Well, students are going to be more motivated if they are working on a goal that is only going to take them a few months or weeks to achieve. Encourage your students to set weekly, monthly, or quarterly goals. For example, I want to read five hours this week. Okay, you can measure that. I want to read 20 new picture books this month. I want to read books from 18 different genres this quarter. Even if you have students set annual goals, encourage them to break down those annual goals into smaller milestones so they don't have to wait until the very end of the year to know if they have met their goal. Smaller goals help students stay motivated and to keep growing as a reader. Very important point here. Tip number three, goals should be tracked and celebrated. Regardless of the type or length of goal, you want your students to be tracking the progress they are making towards their goal. If students are going to set a goal, it should help guide how they spend their independent reading time every day. You can give students a goal-setting journal, a book log, a reader tracker, or any other template to help them keep track of the progress they are making towards their goal. You also want to make sure that you are celebrating all the progress students are making. Anytime a student meets a goal, you should celebrate in some small way. This is part of the reason why short-term goals are so effective. If a student meets a reading goal every week or month and gets to celebrate, that's going to motivate them to keep on reading and setting more goals. Make sure you celebrate every goal that gets met. Very, very important. Tip number four, working towards the goal should be fun and exciting. You want your students to be excited about working towards their goal, obviously. Goals are meant to inspire and motivate your students to want to read. If students are dreading working on a reading goal, then they have the wrong goal. There are lots of things you can do to make the process of achieving uh, the goal fun and exciting. You can regularly incorporate reading challenges. You can spotlight students who have met their reading goals. You can even create a bulletin board that tracks the progress your entire class is making towards achieving their goals. Tip number five, plan to support your students. Now your students' goals are established and proudly displayed in your classroom. There are so many ways to support them throughout the year. Taking stock of the goals of the class will help you to create uh, the right plans to help them achieve and exceed their reading ambitions. This might be anything from partner work to literature circles based on similar goals. You can plan guided reading work and create opportunities for group discussions like classroom book talks I found to be very, very valuable. And lastly, tip number six, validate and expand the process of reading. Children need to read widely and experience a range of texts. 
as part of their literacy education. But some readers express strong uh, preferences in the books they like gravitating toward specific genres, writing styles, topics, and authors. Validate their choices while pushing the envelope. Encourage students to try new books by reading across all genres. Show students connections between texts of different genres like uh, Laurie Halls Anderson's Fever 1793 and Jim Murphy's An American Plague or Lightning Thief by Rick Reardon and Dolaire's book of Greek myths, just to name a few examples. Take a look at the genres that students avoid. Many of my students report nonfiction as their least favorite category. Select high-quality nonfiction to share during book talks or to serve as mentor texts. Try pairing fiction texts with nonfiction texts on the same topic. I found, matter of fact, that was one of my great uh, strategies I've used. It worked out really well. Students need encouragement and practice to develop the habits of well-rounded readers. Every day, I ask, what did I teach my students about reading that they can use with other texts? What did I show my students about reading that they can use outside of school? We must never lose sight of our goal fostering a lifelong love of reading, which lasts long after school ends. I want to take the opportunity right now just to share a little bit about one of my favorite authors, Donalyn Miller, who wrote The Book Whisperer. And um, I wanted to share a couple things from it. She talks about the 40 book requirement. Okay, and let me just kind of give you an example how she breaks her 40 book requirement down. Okay, to kind of focus on a variety of genres. Okay, poetry anthologies, five books. Traditional literature, five books. Realistic fiction, five. Historical fiction, two books. Fantasy, four. Science fiction, two books. Mystery, two. Informational, uh, four. Biography, autobiography, memoir, two. Chapter book choice, nine. Okay, for a total of... 40 book requirement. Okay, now I know I've talked to some teachers. Some teachers are for setting goals. Some are adamantly opposed of setting reading goals. But I have to tell you, when I first started my teaching career, I didn't set reading goals. Okay, and then later in my career, I did. And you know what I found out? I found when you expect them to read uh, an X number of books, more times than not, children will rise to the challenge. I assure you that, okay? And I actually seen a difference, okay? Um, I wanted to share something else uh, from her book here, too. Um, here's what she, she writes. She says, I expect my students to read at home for at least 20 minutes per night, but I never check on this or quiz them on whether they are doing it. Uh, she goes on to say, I cannot effectively monitor this in any reasonable way. If a student is not making progress on his or her reading requirements or seems to spend an inordinate amount of time reading one book, I hold a conference with the student and ask about how much time he or she spends reading at home. But that is all. She doesn't grade it. She doesn't, you know, require a, a, learn, a, a reading log, rather. Okay? So I just wanted to kind of share that, that point with you. Um, I, personally, this is just me. I would highly recommend it that you establish um, 
reading goals for your kids. I know I my primary grades I taught was fourth and fifth grade. Now, when I was in fourth grade, my minimum expectation was 40 books across various genres. When I taught fifth grade, I required 50. And you know what? A lot of kids, not every one of them now, but there were those that exceeded the expectation. I've had kids, even fourth graders now, read 100 books and then some more, believe that or not. Okay, so, um, and I think that has really, really helped my kids. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies on how to set reading goals for children. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, freebies, and other unadvertised bonuses at stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. That's stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. That would be super cool. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.